0: Wedding unite wedding photographers and welcome to wedding photographers unite episode number 85 i'm one of your hosts andy buscemi in good company with the mythical legend himself mr neil urban hello hello good to be here and also joined by the chatty kathy of the hudson valley mr jimmy ferrara hello everybody welcome everybody um we, we're uh we're back we're two episodes in a, a row with the same voice there the same huh? crew you, was, right? you okay over there jimmy? <laughs> everything okay by the way that's uh jimmy j-i-m-i like hundreds yes. like mr hundreds yes. i've been spelling I, no, that, wrong. that
1: yeah when i was a kid i'd I, Saw that I'm like
0: that's cool, and it kind of stuck and stayed with me ever since. So is it because of Jimi Hendrix? That's why? Yeah, yeah, hundred yes. percent. Okay, yeah, dude. I I 100%. I'm a huge Jimi Hendrix fan. If you might, if you might say that. Um, I, when I was in high school, I used to, uh, be like like the art kid, and I would uh, draw mm-hmm. these huge charcoal drawings of Jimi Hendrix. Um, just you know, like charcoal, and they were like eight feet tall. And I would like take like the the photography that they had and like this in the in the albums, and I would like just draw these huge Jimi Hendrix, and I was uh, I loved it. It was cool. Yeah, um, you know
1: he had. I was a Hendrix fan. I was a fan of how, as a guitarist, as well, of how the in between tones he did of feedback, like where that come from, what was it, how like it was just amazing to me, like that the sound he got. Out of just a guitar and maybe even a distortion pedal. I don't even know if he had any kind of distortion pedal. Yeah. But um, it was just, this, his tone was
0: unbeatable. It was awesome. Yeah. Jim, you're a guitarist as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So am I. Did you know that? I do that. Okay. I do. You play more, see. You play piano and other instruments. Let's
1: see? Oh, look at that. There's look a... it up here. Oh, I
0: gotta... wow. 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 We <laughs> both have, we're both showing each other our guitars in the back of our yeah. stuff feed here. I have. Above me, my great uncle bought a guitar in
1: 1934, a Gibson L5, and that's it right above me. Wow,
0: Neil's and, looking uh, back uh, to the back wait. of his, um, um, and he's got he's got cameras back there. <laughs> he's, there's
2: some old cameras in 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 the background. Well, that's of mine. cool. That is
0: equally as cool. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we um we've got a few uh, topics here for you today. We're going to start with um just kind of a continuation of uh, Lightroom because well actually before we even do that let's do our typical what we've been up to and uh, and then we'll go into our first topic which is we're going to kind of continue with uh with Lightroom here for uh, our listeners and and Jimmy and and kind of just see what uh, comes out of that because there's you know. when somebody's getting into Lightroom, there's a lot to learn, especially when you're coming over from another program, regardless of how experienced you are, as, as you know. Yeah, only switching cameras, whatever. Yeah, it's okay. And uh, so, anyway, we'll start with what we've been up to. Um, maybe Jimmy, outside of switching to Lightroom, what is uh, what's been up with you lately? How are you, how are you doing? What's going on? Let's see.
1: I uh, Nat and I had a wedding uh, this past weekend at uh, the country's oldest winery. It's in my area. It's called Brotherhood, and uh, it's really cool there. They have – the last time we were there, it was uh, really rainy, so we didn't get a chance to walk around, but this Friday we did. And um, they got, like, grounds and little shops, and you can, you know, do wine tastings, but it's like a little – tiny little village when you get into this area. And I I forget what year it started, 1849 or something. I forget what year it was, but Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of cool. The room is nice inside. It's got, like, brick walls and high ceiling and these beams that go across, and uh, shooting there is a little tough just because of those – Beams, uh, these wooden beams. uh, You can't break crank that flash, that off camera flash, as high as you want because then you get these shadows. Mm -hmm. So that that might live maybe ten feet, probably a little under that, and um, and the dance floor is right there. And it was it was a good wedding, it was a good time. And then on Saturday, I had one by myself, a small thing at a place called Dramatic Hall in Peekskill, New York. And this place is amazing. It's just a huge open room which got so much potential. We didn't for the first time ever. As I was talking to – I didn't meet the couple. We just talked on the phone. I was talking to her. She just planned to do everything there. Like no first look. They were just going to show up. Mm. We're going to start doing family portraits. Mm. And then then cocktail hour, then ceremony, then dinner. And they had a dueling piano players on stage uh, towards the end of the night, which was great. No DJ. She was just playing songs out of an iPod. And then mm. when I got there – it was a little hot out, but it wasn't too bad. And I said, you know, I hear there's a park nearby. We can go and do sports. So and she's shake, already shaking her head, saying, "Nope, she didn't want to leave that room." And we kind of, well, we left the room to go like to a floor below, and but we didn't leave the building, which is, which is kind of cool, but a little challenging because I had now interiors to deal with, sunlight coming through windows, mm. no curtains mm-hmm. to do any kind of soft light. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, they were they were a little awkward in front of the camera, but they were sweet about it, so they, they made it fun. But I understood, you know, hey, look, they want to be with their friends and family. I don't need to take an hour doing this. I want to stay on time. And I totally stayed on time and made it happen. And it was a real good day. I had a good time there. Cool.
2: Cool. Very nice. Um, now, did uh, you didn't have an engagement session, I take it, then? Because you said that they're kind of awkward in front of the camera? No. 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 Yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. Um, you know, yes, it's, it's funny. I offer, I offer a free – I include a, a studio engagement session with every mm-hmm. couple. And a lot of them don't even do it. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I used to have the engagement sessions as part of like all the packages, and then I pull them out because I would end up doing these engagement sessions, and the couple didn't really even like want to be there, especially the guys. So now it's like, so now if they do an engagement session, they got to pay for it. Um, it's a discounted rate from what I would normally charge, but but that way, the people that do it want to do it, and I'm not kind of like agree. wasting and, my time. You know, like yeah, with people that don't want to do it, mm-hmm. you gotta you so. gotta
1: worry about weather, time on both schedules, not just them, but you as well. Mm -hmm. The sunlight, the heat traffic. Yeah. And like all these elements They're just like, Oh, we'll just go to this park. I'm like, well, it's not always that easy. Right. And then, and then you get there and they're just like, uh, what do we do? And
0: yeah, they're not into it. You're like, for me, like I think, I think of an engagement session is like a full day of work between, you know, like a couple hours of a shoot, you know, an hour or two of planning and the few hours to edit. Like, and to me, in my mind, it's like a full day of work. So um, you know, if I'm going to do a full day of work, um, I'm going to charge for it at least, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, especially with the, <sighs> with the, you know, if it's, I used to have, you know, I think like when you're, like when I was starting out, it made sense because I it was good for networking and it builds up your relationship with the clients and, and all that. But once I think your business is enough where you're kind of self-sustaining and, and booking enough, um, you know, that you want to be booking, I think. Um, you know, it's just the the time that it takes to do. You know, if you're doing you know thirty engagement sessions for all these weddings, it's like that's thirty days of your life. Um, you know, oh, expect- yeah. if they if they don't. Uh- um, you know, especially if they're kind of like ho-hum on doing it, you know, like, so,
2: mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Which is exactly what we're, we got going on right now. Uh, we just contacted a bride who's getting married a month from now and, and the bride was like, Oh, I, I completely forgot about my, uh, my engagement session. And we looked in the contract and it, it did say it was complimentary because we tried that for a little, uh, like just a short period of time last year and only a couple of people jumped on it mm-hmm. and she's one of them. And she was like, Oh, can we, can we get that scheduled? And I mean, we're in, um, we're in the beginning of June right now and we're currently scheduling for September right now. <sighs> uh, so it, it, it was, it's kind of tough to say no, but we have absolutely no availability to, to help her out. So we were just like, you know, if we have any cancellations, we'll let you know and we'll we'll get you in. But unfortunately she's just, you know, it's, it's not important for some people and she's just like, Oh, I, I forgot all about it. Yeah. So you, and, and, and you know, it does tie down your whole day for someone who really doesn't care too much about it.
0: Yeah. And you know, you know-
2: she, she they had a whole year to to take advantage of it, All
0: right? And then the other thing about that, which that just reminds me, when I had it in there, people that didn't care or whatever, they'd be like, "Oh, can I can I take that engagement session and like use the credit for something else?" And then I would mm-hmm. be like taking money off of a package or like giving them prints or like whatever. And it's just like, no, like you didn't even care about yeah. that, you know? So so I just pulled mm-hmm. it out. I'm so much happier since I, since I did that. I I pulled it out maybe like two years ago. Um, yeah. So. I get that. I get that with the studio
1: session. They say if we take it out, does it change the rate? I always say no because the studio's right here. Right. And then um, uh, I don't. I don't do anything with that uh, at all. And yeah. I'm trying to think if I ever. I probably did over the years once or twice. But
0: yeah. Uh, and that that also bumps up like the price of like your packages. You know, so like so you know by you know by the few hundred dollars if somebody's going to book. Uh, an engagement session like that kind of like was a way to increase my the rates of my packages you know or get a o- higher overall average cost per client um that mm-hmm. uh, was that was pretty you know it was good to do that so um i've been so happy with that decision since i made it so um i was uh, just what i've been up to I'm um, jimmy i'm going to kind of uh bounce off of you a little bit um i've just just been busy weddings nothing really kind of amazing or anything like that to report uh just just uh just shooting weddings on the weekends um but your your one thing just kind of reminded me i did have a a wedding um maybe a week or two ago and it was kind of one of those ones that i was nervous about because they weren't doing a first look and i like encouraged the first look and they're like nope we're gonna do everything during cocktail hour um you know wedding party um family photos shots of the couple you know everything during cocktail hour and, and whenever i hear that i'm like oh my god an hour turns into 45 minutes and there's no way we're gonna get all this stuff done um, and their solution was because, you know, we know you wanted to do photos ahead of time. Um, but we can't do, we're not doing a first look, but we're going to do the guys ahead of the time and we're going to do oh, the girls yeah. ahead of time. Oh, that's going to be so helpful. Mm. Thank you so much. That's going to be <laughs> like, so it's in my mind, it's like, doesn't help at all. You know, you know like, cause I'm, I'm pretty much rocking through the wedding party photos and, the, and those, that takes, you know, what, five minutes to get the guys and girls separate once the, once the wedding party's there. Um, yeah. so um, it's, it's mostly it's most education. Just once you start explaining it to the bride and groom, they'll yeah, get it. I did, but you know, but like, you know I, would, it, I wouldn't cave for them. It was like they were so laissez faire about things, and just like like it was just hard to even like lock down a meeting time and stuff like that. You know, or it's just like okay, like I wasn't gonna try and go through and explain that. Then I was like, you know what? I said what I was supposed to say as a professional. You should do a first look. Here's why. You know, like earlier. And they didn't. So now I'm in the situation. I'm going to do the best I can in the provided situation, and that's all I can ever do, you know. So that's mm-hmm. what I. That's what I was thinking going into this wedding. I was like, man, this is gonna be crazy, right? But then the wedding day comes, and this is this is kind of like this is the turnaround. This is the this is the interesting part of the story, is just that the wedding day comes, and you know we do the guys and girls ahead of time, and it actually was kind of nice and kind of relaxed because they were such a chill group, and they were like kind of like like really just funny ass people, like. Like, the girls were hilarious, the guys were hilarious, but everybody was kind of, like, on task at the same time. So, we did all the the guys and girls separate. And then, also, it kind of does help more than I think sometimes, because I do do individual shots with each girl and each guy in the wedding party. Like, one traditional shot, one fun one. And that, that kind of does help more than I think sometimes, you know, when, I, when I'm uh-huh. thinking about that. And, uh... But then it came time, you know, like, after so wedding's over, and then everything's going to happen in a cocktail hour. But their but their family photos were so small. Like, they were just doing, like, one one shot, of the, one shot of the parents, one shot of the parents on the other side. Like, and then maybe I did both parents on both sides together. And, like, and that was it for family photos. Family photos were over in five minutes. Um, and then we went out with a wedding party, and I would, like, work with them for, like, 10 minutes. And because they were so laid back and so easy to work with, and they didn't really were like, oh, that's fine, Whatever that 10 minutes and then i still had like 40 minutes with a couple and we got we got great stuff so i sometimes i worry about that right but i was like i was kind of shocked at how well it went like because that and maybe that's just because i've gotten better over the years at like just being like on task with stuff but like still Mm -hmm. it still makes me nervous but i was just surprised at how well that actually went do you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah um So anyway, that was just kind of my little like wow. I, I was I was really just surprised at that. And so maybe I'm maybe I shouldn't totally be like, guys do a first look if you only got an hour. Maybe I shouldn't, but I think <laughs> I should, because I want more time. You know? And and the light was yeah. the light happened the to be good and stuff like that. So
1: mm-hmm. I'm on the fence with the first look. I I'd still rather have uh, prep, a ceremony, and then time after that to yeah. do because with the first look they're just in a different mindset and and you're really worried about the clock to get everyone done before ceremony and then it's it's just there's no rings on fingers yet, you know little things like that that's true um, with the rings, but if they want to go right to cocktail or after ceremony, then yeah, yeah. and especially if it's daylight, then you yeah. know
0: I'm pushing it and one other thing too light because usually uh with the first looks, the light usually isn't as good as later, so. Photo for Instagram. Yeah, if you guys heard that. <laughs> uh, okay, so Neil, what's, what's what's up? How you doing? What's going no, on?
2: I just, want, um, I guess I, I guess I tried because you know Jimmy pulled out his camera and and took a photo. So, but no, I was gonna add on. You know, this whole first look thing. You know, I, I was loving it, but I kind of realized that whenever couples do first looks nowadays, they really really want to take advantage of of the hours of the date. So it's like they they want to do their first look like four or five hours before the ceremony. And then you you have two hours before that of getting ready stuff. So it really adds on like almost like six or seven hours of your day as mm. to where, you know, if, if they got married, you know, at the time. And then you you can st- like I, I'm used to working under pressure and I'm sure you guys are, too. Of yeah. You know, sometimes we only get like 15 minutes, but I can do it like because yeah. I I've, I've I've been there before so many times that mm-hmm. um I can't actually do it. Mm-hmm. So it it does make the the day just a lot longer. Mm-hmm. I I, I kind of realize with that whole it's first true. look. I mean I do like you know I, of course I love what I do but um you know I only need maybe an hour of of portraits not f- you know four or five hours yeah. of, of yep. portraits. Yeah, unless you know you consider drive time, unless they choose like a location like really far away, but then they choose like three or four locations that they want to go to, then you really got to step in and say, okay, you you know we really don't need that much, but they're like, well, my contract says up to twelve hours. It's like shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like yeah, I guess I guess he got me there.
0: <laughs> it is, but you, you're right though, because like sometimes I do have to explain to a couple, you know, like even if you're photo people, even if you really like photography and you really want some different looks and stuff like that, it doesn't matter. Even if you are like, you're gonna get photoed out at some point. Like, mm-hmm. like at some point, it's gonna be like too much. Even if you're totally into it, um, you're gonna be like, oh my god, that's enough photos. That's enough posing. That's enough. That's enough smiling towards a camera, or acting natural with each other, or, you know, whatever the style is, you know. It it yeah. ends up being uh, at some point you kind of just need need a break, so you know, I, yeah, I I agree with you. It does make the day uh, pretty long when when we're doing these first looks, but um, mm-hmm. um, you know,
2: gosh, <laughs> listen to our episode a year ago, we're we we're like, yeah, first look, first look, first look. Yeah. Now we're all just
0: like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm well,
1: it, it, like I said, we it's it all it depends on the timing of the day and the daylight, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I can yeah. go either way, but I, I, w- I either want the first look or at least an hour and 15 minutes of real time to shoot. Um, you know, like yeah. real time, not fake time, not like not like an hour and 15 minutes and then we're going to drive to these different locations time, like an hour and 15 mm-hmm. minutes of real time to shoot between the family photos, wedding party, shots of the couple. Give me that. I'll yeah. work at the level of work you see in my portfolio. Less than that, it's much harder to do that. Um, that's pretty <laughs> much what I tell them. I just tell them straight up, you know, um, so anyway okay uh let's uh listeners do remember that we have an assortment of hand-picked information that's relevant to you but just in case you forgot your place in space and time this is wedding photographers unite a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers
2: by wedding photographers
0: the show goes live roughly every other week and while we're at it please do leave us a review in itunes subscribe in itunes do that please leave us a review in itunes if you like this if you get something out of the show if you and if you um are enjoy listening to wedding photographers unite um every other week as we've been doing uh please do leave us a review on itunes let other people know about it um tell your friends about it and uh leave us all the stars in itunes not some of the stars all the stars stars are good words are better Um, And help us help you by sending in questions to info at at weddingphotographersunite.com or better yet, connect with us on the Facebook group. Um, Just go to Facebook, type in Wedding Photographers Unite and join us on the group there and um, join in on the the conversation. We prefer to talk with you rather than at you. So our first topic today is going to be a continuation of Lightroom and how to use it. (laughs) And Jimmy's going to fire away some questions and and, uh, let us know first of all did the info we talked about last episode was that helpful and uh, maybe just give us give our listeners a little recap on what we talked about last episode and where you're at with that okay i
1: we work on a hey MacBook jimmy pro hey jimmy computer, and that's like yes. hey jimmy uh Check, for yes. whatever
0: reason the internet just totally cut off as soon as i asked that question can you just uh can you just take that the start of that answer yeah yo?
1: sure all right back on all right um so with Lightroom now, our workflow is not just on one computer. It's on one, and then bringing that wedding once it's edited and done to another computer, where it then we'll live and then backed up on drives. So uh, here's my work. I'm gonna I'll go to explain my workflow along the way. If you think something's wrong or red flagged or a better way to improve it, let me know, mm-hmm. or I'll, uh, afterwards let me know. So uh, I'm now doing this. I'm downloading. Uh, I have SD cards and CF cards, and then they go to uh, under my users is the catalog. I use one catalog for for everything in Lightroom, and then I have a separate drive, a G
0: drive. That hold on a second. Um, can I just just so I understand, you're you're not doing separate catalogs. You're doing one catalog total for everything.
1: Yeah, but then I export that catalog once it's edited. That one catalog has like uh, Amy and Joe wedding, and then uh, but,
0: Brian and whatever, and okay, you know, but the what you, know. you have one lightroom catalog and you 're having multiple weddings and shoots go into the catalog, yeah, okay, all right yes. continue
1: um i don't know if that's good or bad, but it 's working with me because then all my presets are there, and everything's the same so then but I now started doing the the raws living on another drive um that I plug in and back up and backed up on another computer, so. And then once that's built, smart previews, one to one ratio, everything's done. Mm-hmm. I then unplug that drive, and it's fast, man. I'm on uh, develop, no, I'm on uh, library, library mode, yes. and then I hit E. Yes, and E gives you the quick. Th- you, I, I know people talked about doing a uh, photo mechanic. But I can't imagine it faster. When I'm no. holding down that, it's lightning fast. And it's not do uh, uh, yeah. everything. Yes. So uh, I cull, then I take a. Uh, before I even edit then I might take those images and put them in categories like ceremony prep groups you know portraits reception stuff like that mm-hmm. because I just like you know if I'm shooting the girls downstairs and Nat's upstairs shooting the dress and shoes and stuff like that I just don't want a random photo of a dress in the middle of all this action I want details in a whole other folder mm-hmm. so uh, that was my problem before with keywording Lightroom wouldn't allow a keyword order which would be so great so now I got to put it in these folders and then renumber from 1 to whatever and that it's a little more work that way, but it seems to work. Once that's done, I get rid of all – I rename it. I delete all the other files. I don't need them. And then – well, in between I'm editing, of course, and then making sure my images match with Nat's images, and then and then that's it. Uh, and then if – when I need to – well, I got to plug in the drive before you rename, I've I realized. It needs to reference those files, and then I export with the drive plugged in so I get the full res images.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and then i upload and boom blog and there you go that's, that's my workflow i don't what would be the advantage of doing a different catalog per
0: event or shoot uh, no. um so i think that lightroom has gotten much better than it used to be um as far as you know maintaining large numbers of images i mean it's a, really that's what it's supposed to do it's essentially you know a tool to organize photos, you know, like large amounts of photos. So, so it should do a good job at that. Um, and I guess some people really like that workflow and, and having just one catalog and everything's in there and you can, um, you know, keep all your starred images and um, reference them if you're putting together, um, you know, like a like your website portfolio or something like that. Um, I just personally, um, I do the one catalog per shoot or per wedding, um, thing, all your presets and all that stuff ends up being there. So, so your presets hold throughout, um, you know, whatever you happen to be, um, you know, working on, like it's, they're not going to go away because you start a new catalog. All your presets are still there and all that. Um, I just like the, um, like the ability to have a separate catalog and uh, it makes them smaller if I do want to so what I do is I actually put my catalog files in in the cloud so that they're going to like uh, Google Docs and getting backed up to Google Docs so if I did want to go to a different machine those catalog files are still are there you know on um, you know you could just open the catalog file on a different machine um, so stop, and, and it's a backup a too yeah are you are you uploading them
1: to the drive when then now Lightroom references it to then export or it's just a backup?
0: It's to me, to me, it's a, it's a backup, right? Because I'm, I'm putting the individual catalog and, and previews in Google drive. And I'm very lucky here in, in, the, in the place that I am, because I have files here and uh, the internet is like super, super good. So it uploads things really quickly. Um, and so, but, but because I think of those smart previews as another backup, um, essentially having the that backup not only um on my computer but also in the cloud like if there's a fire at my house or something like that you know like there's a second copy of smaller you know while they might be two thousand pixels on a long end or whatever it is it's something you know that's going to live somewhere else um and uh so yeah i think it just makes it easier to manage that you know from a backup perspective one 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 catalog because otherwise that that catalog ends up being huge with the with the previews and um the file size um of right. of each thing um so from that perspective um that's one of the reasons i i end up uh i, I do the the individuals and it also, i just like it helps me keep my mind straight um on each on each shoot too um without the clutter of the other things kind of distracting me if i'm if i'm gonna go into another shoot or whatever but i that's a i think that's more of a personal preference choice at this point um rather than something that, like, should happen or needs to happen. So I don't think there's anything okay. wrong with using one catalog. Um, uh, you know, so um, unless somebody... I'm curious if listeners have a, a more a definitive reason on why we should be using one catalog per, per. Um, if there's, like, an actual legitimate reason, <laughs> you know. Now, because I think there used to be before when Lightroom was new and fresh and it was kind of slowing down the more images you had. But I think that's kind of gone away. Um, I could be wrong on that um and i'm I'm just curious too from um your perspective so when you uh your do your camera bodies do you sync up the times are you doing that ahead of time or are you doing that in post and i I'm a little confused on your moving things into separate categories um you know, like the, that you mentioned there, like putting prep in a separate area or details in a okay. separate area. I'll, I'll when, when the client looks at the wedding, is it is it all together in order of the day, going back and forth between different cameras, or how do you how do you have that? Oh, here's what I do. So I have three cameras: um, my Nikon D5.
1: Natalie shoots with the D3s, and then I have that little Leica point and shoot. So uh, I would rename those files: Nikon, Leica. But now I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. I'm going to just let it be the original file name. That's irrelevant. But um, when I'm when I go through, first is the collection set is the is the couple, right? So it's it's, uh, it's this past wedding. Okay, it was Colleen and Ryan. Then underneath that is a collection called Jimmy. Then one called Natalie. And then so I'll go through my stuff. I'll call everything. I'll edit everything. And then Natalie will do the same. And then. Uh, then I bring in and then I go through it and go, okay, this is clearly, these are detailed photos, boom, details folder, next section prep, that'll goes into the prep folder. And then I'll do it where, uh, then I might rearrange the order. You can't rearrange in a collection set only in a collection. So I need to, then that's why I have those, those separate folders, uh, in there because then I'll put maybe the guys prep last, uh, or first, but either way. And then typically I do it last. And then uh, I don't have a first look section. I'll just put that under prep, and then I'll stop it right in the first look, and then the portraits are portraits. So if they do a first look, it's maybe, what, 20, 50 the best. So when the
0: best. client is looking at their wedding gallery, um, they have these separate categories to look at yeah. their wedding photos in. Yeah, and I upload to shoot proof. And then when you when you go in there, I uh,
1: there I upload them already in folders, mm-hmm. and then they'll see the folders listed, and then I select a cover photo per a gallery it takes a little time, no big
2: deal. Hmm. It's it's a little time, all this is, yeah. Time, I think you're it, I th- so, I think,
1: and production is very nice
2: now. I, I I do that when I get to the actual online gallery. I, I separate it by the day, by the events of the day. When when I get to an online gallery, I don't do that in Lightroom. I do it yeah. all as one collection. Everything is time, and then once I get to the uh, once I get to the online gallery, I separate it from there. Yeah, uh, I, I just feel like that's that's the quickest way for me. But hey, everybody's got a different different way of doing it. But I think you're kind of doing the double the work almost. Yeah, uh, are you not, Andy?
0: I, that's what that's what I was going to say. Is that like. I think from an efficiency standpoint, um, I personally would would do the same thing, like edit the whole thing, like and that's fine. So I actually don't do that. I what I do is I just keep the cameras in order, and whatever happened, it shows the order of the day. I put it in one. Um, I don't separate by different times of the day, and it's just like one big. You know, I deliver maybe eight hundred to you know images per wedding or whatever, and they're just all in order of the day. And I feel like the internet's fast enough now, where people can look through it. And from a, from a, from a time standpoint, I don't know, maybe, maybe some people like that. I mean, that's maybe a a personal preference that they want to see things at different points. It makes it easier to find later. Sure. Yep. Um, but for me, from, from an efficiency standpoint, and I think that I personally don't think clients care about it, like, um, uh, where it's just, you know, all the weddings in order or all the, all the photos in order in the order of the day. But I, I agree, Neil, that even if you are going to do it that way, I think Jimmy, you're mm-hmm. creating like a lot of extra work for yourself doing it earlier in Lightroom. Maybe it makes it because it's easier for you to find later or something like that. Maybe but, it also it's, um, then the the numbers, um, it's it's
1: one two you know eight hundred. Let's say and I know the ones in higher numbers, they're all details. Yeah, so I just put that last in my last folder. But um, yeah, you because know, I'll be outside shooting, maybe maybe I'm wrapping up family portraits, and Natalie goes inside and starts shooting details of the room. Where if I'm if you're looking at that it's just family family candle on a table you know centerpiece of flowers and then back to family again that's I don't I can I'm not I can't do that oh, I, I, I like feel it. I think it's fine I think, I think it's like it, I think I it shows them
0: the it, it shows them what we were doing it shows the clients you're like oh he was he was doing family photos and the other photographer was going to do this that's great that's awesome they did that you know like like they I might, don't really yeah. you know Go ahead. And
2: and my clients really, really like when they uh when during the the prep part, if I'm with the guys, Danielle's with the ladies. Um, they really like to see what each other were doing at the yeah. same time, okay. and and sometimes these point. magic and, but, moments but, but, happen,
0: right? Sometimes these magic but, but moments but happen where you when yeah, where like the shoes, like you're both photographing the shoes at the same time, both of them putting the shoes on at the same time, and then you have that cross section. I'm sorry to interrupt uh, Neil, go go ahead oh no yeah, yeah, but
2: i I do kind of agree when you you know if if I'm shooting the family portraits and Danielle's in the room just because the the day the day is so compact uh because they had a first look. Uh so so we we couldn't get the 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 room details we were yeah, we, we just have to do it. Um uh, but I, I kind of agree that, you know, there 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 are times where there's a candle on, on the table and, and we're going through family portraits. Well I will I will just move that photo in in into like a couple of those detail shots into uh like drag it down into the gallery a little bit later so all the family portraits are together. It all depends on what, I guess what you're shooting and when you're shooting. But, um, but yeah, with the, with the the whole guy and girl getting ready, I I love going back and forth with that and our clients do too. So,
0: yeah or or sometimes sometimes like uh, mm. if they're both reading notes from each other, sometimes it just like magically happens that they're like literally the doing same the same time. exact thing at the same time, and like some like these these cool things happen, um especially in the morning, I think, but i do agree, Jimmy, like later on it is a little weird during family photos, you know, like like having yeah. that stuff, and I think I think the few times that it is annoying, I think we we can just slide those photos around a little bit in the timeline, you know like after. Um, I just find it easier to look at it as thumbnails and be like, okay, that goes here, move that there.
1: Oh, that's in the wrong category. And then once I upload it, it's done. I just got to choose
0: an image for the, for the folder. Yeah. And then I'm done. But but you're using all that brain power, like when you're editing to like throw these images in different folders. Um, I, that, that's, that's a lot of brain power for me. Um, like where (laughs) I just,
1: I imagine this though. Imagine, all right. So imagine you're, you're editing
0: details. Now I'm, by then,
1: I'm like, "Phew, done with the wedding. It's the last mile stretch to go home, right? Um, that that editing is pretty easy. You might punch the saturation a little more or whatever you want to do. But for me, when, I see, when I'm seeing portraits, I want to see all the broad portraits. Let's just say the bride by herself before I leave through, you know leave the house whatever. I want to see that all in one entity because uh, I can then say, okay, let me make this section black and white. Let me filter up these over here a little bit more. I don't want to see anything in between. I don't want to see shoes and rings in between that. It's just my brain doesn't think that way. And also I think for the guests looking at the wedding um – Where are they they going to first? Pictures of themselves. So they're going to go right to reception
0: to see if they find themselves there. That's bad, though. You want them them to look at all the work, you know?
1: shit. Good point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) You want them to be like, oh, my God, Jimmy's amazing. Look at this. Look at these photos he took all throughout the day. Where am I? Where am I? As opposed to, oh, there's the photos of me. Not going to look at the rest, you know? Right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess so
1: i don't know how many guests really go through everything anyway <laughs>
0: right. you know they' just, they're just on well, Facebook well they do like, oh, they do if photos. you they do if you 're a jerk photographer and throw everything in one folder and that's all they get
1: <laughs> yeah true <laughs> i 'll I'll think about it i'll think about changing the system a little bit, maybe less folders and actually i want I'm
0: going to be critical on one other little point um that I heard in there uh, and this is this is only this is only out of love because but i 'm curious if you this is something you you do or not. So you said that you you edit your photos and Natalie edits her photos and then you put them together, uh-huh. right? So now, what about the like looking at the white balance like between each camera body, like when you guys are doing that? So, so for me, like I like to have all the camera bodies in order so that like when I'm editing like like a Canon camera and a Nikon camera and the, and the colors are off, like I want to try and get them as close to as possible when I'm when I'm putting together that that thing. Do you do that like? Right. How how does that go down? Well then she'll she'll put her stuff into
1: or I'll do it. I'll put her one of us will put the stuff into the same it's in the same folder. It's yeah. prep is prep ceremony is ceremony. So especially for ceremony. Um, my D five is amazing. I don't ever go outside of auto white balance for the most part. Right. Um and then I'll look at the color between the two cameras and typically they ask there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it's really not that big of a deal. It's yeah. it's just syncing up that white balance or the warm tone and then yeah. and then sometimes if it's a little off. Where it's it's clear if she's going in for a close up and I'm doing wide shots, then I, I don't really even care if the colors off that much. It's clearly another camera yeah. and it's a whole other shot. And it, maybe I'll make those close ups black and white, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I of course look at it at a whole, yep, at, yeah, at sections, yep,
0: yeah. I just for me from an efficiency standpoint, I'm just all like put them, put all the cameras in order, uh, okay. do my selects, and then go through and edit the wedding, you know, like in order, and then. And then I just upload the whole gallery. Like, like for me, like to take the extra time to, um, to do the folder thing and then put them in the thing. I mean, that's that. But that's a personal preference thing. If you if if you feel like that adds value to your clients or even yourself, like finding them later, um, for it's, me, it's it's. I think it's for doesn't the client, know. but it's also mostly for us <laughs> to see everything in, in,
1: in entirety. Right. But so, so, so it's more, mostly
0: for you then to spend, to spend yeah. these extra hours, um, that you, that you don't have well, to, but you, you...
1: <laughs> it's so much better for me when I'm doing an album. Then I can, I can pull in my favorites. I can see that as yeah. a whole, I'd be like, Oh, they need more reception I photos here. I, it's just,
0: yeah. you know what I mean? And no, I know. There, you guys, I, I I'm not, I I'm not totally knocking it because I know that there's value to that and and people can like the presentation of that too. So, you know, um, uh, yeah.
1: the, the, you asked before about the timing of it. If I forget in the morning, cause my, you, you know, you think a, a, a $6,000 camera and a $4,000 camera would just sync would, once you do the time, <laughs> yeah, right. stay, right. stay right. maybe a second over the <laughs> year, but no, every week, one camera body is at least a few seconds off. And if you get to do it, then it's a minute off. And it's like, that's a lot. So
2: yeah,
1: a few seconds is a lot, especially when they're, you know, coming down the aisle and one person's here and one yeah. person's one camera's there. So if we forget to do it in the morning, we'll just go one, two, three, click, shoot each other taking a picture i'll take one of that image yeah. and make it a timestamp and i'll do it with the leica see, as well.
0: I, I don't even bother with that anymore I, I don't even care to bother to sync the cameras anymore because they just get off like you just said so yeah. um between me any second shooter that i'm shooting with right now is like shoots a lot i shoot a lot almost there's almost never been a time where i've tried to sync where i couldn't find something at some point in the day where like the bride is raising her hand her right hand down as she walks down the aisle right and you can see like there's the moment that she raises her right hand and when we both have shot that same thing, it's it ends up being not that hard for me to find moments that happen at the same time between camera bodies and I just kind of sync them all up based on those moments. Yeah, I don't even true. bother shooting and I used to like get the phone out and like get to have the milliseconds going and shoot with all the camera bodies and it, it ends up, you know, that's fine, but it ends up just being, um, I, I'm able to find those times now because I think we're all kind of, you know, before it used to be like don't overshoot you know and now I think everybody just shoots and doesn't worry about it um, yeah I mean we so. have
2: two nikon d seven fifties and they just they can't keep the same time um we're redoing it almost every week like you said and I've you know I had to do it in post I had to do your uh, tip of the tip of the week from you know fifty episodes ago about uh doing it in lightroom um man, it's so frustrating two nikon d seven fifties just can't do it
1: yeah, I, yeah, that's that's even worse cuz that's the same camera body. And
2: they you get know, it's, like it's 2 or 3 minutes apart. It's like yeah. what
1: is going on? It's not a watch you got to <laughs> undo the little thing and wind it and set it yourself. I know. There's an internal battery in there, so it's you know, I I've never had yeah. one of those. So, I, know. I, I don't see the I don't I they
0: got to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um any other uh, lightroom thoughts i I, I just want to also say that again, I just want reiter- to reiterate with the photomechanic debate and Lightroom if you're doing mm-hmm. your smart previews and one to one previews one to one especially um, if you're in library mode like it is equally as fast as photo mechanic is however I'll, I'll give the photomechanic people the benefit of this doubt right and that's just that you don't really have to build your previews in order for it to be as fast if you're in photo mechanic that's that's the advantage that photo mechanic kind of has. Um, but then you're dealing with the two different uh two different programs to get to to do what you got to do so um okay anything else on yeah
1: um, you're not downloading stuff and then immediately have to show like huh
0: what happened uh internet just kind of got wonky again there but any other lightroom thoughts before we go on
1: no i um i'm surprisingly plugging along much better than i thought uh i am loving the editing of course that's very good and uh I'm digging it i'm just uh if if they just add that keyboard thing, I'm golden and that's it. I don't have any other questions right now for for lightroom
0: okay um next topic uh staying self motivated so uh how do we <laughs> we kind of talked about this before, didn't we didn't we talk about this like maybe like four Five six episodes <laughs> ago, something like that. I feel, or maybe maybe I even thought like, you were going to say four years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. But, Motivation? Um, we did. Yeah, I think did we? we did. Yeah, and yeah, but I, we think did. I think it, I think it was a brief kind of conversation. I don't know. Maybe, was I there? Maybe, maybe we we solved nothing um, from from that. But uh, I
1: think if someone asked a question about uh, like how do you get motivated throughout the day, and I chimed in like, "Hey, man, just you got to do it. Like, you know, just if, if, fake it if you if you're really not." Into it because you're getting paid for this day. This is what we chose to do. But um, but on a side note, for your own sake, before you even leave the house, um, yeah, interested in, on thoughts and what you guys do because I I have a thought. Yeah. On like you know.
2: To I'm just going. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going through like a real struggle. Um, our our season is is we're in it right now. I mean, I only have like two weeks off, including Christmas, up until March. Um, so I've there's ready or not, here it is. Um, and I'm just having a really hard time just getting, getting motivated and and inspiration. Um, I usually never do this. You know, I, I usually never have a problem with this every year. Usually I take the off season off and, and tinker around with things, try new things, but I just, um, I'm really happy where my work is. So do I need to change it? Do I, do I need to go a different route? Do I need to, um, build on top of it? I'm not sure. It doesn't feel like I'm growing, but when I look at the images, I'm like oh okay, I, I did step outside the box there. But I don't know, I, I'm just really having a struggle uh, this year. I have, you know, we've, we've been doing a, a ton of engagement photo shoots, which, which have been really, really fun. And we've been doing a lot of different things, but it just doesn't, I don't know, I'm just really, really having a struggle this year of, of getting motivated. And maybe it's because of what's going on in our personal life is, you know, we recently bought a house, we got a puppy, we're doing renovations, there's a lot of personal things that that are going on, uh, that, that can take my mind away from work. But when I sit down and work, you know, it's just, it doesn't feel the same of, of past years. And I just kind of want to know if you get, you know, I know what it feels like is it's, it's like writer's block, you know, Mm. you you sit down and you you look at a note of paper and and you just, nothing comes to mind. That's, that's kind of like, how I'm feeling lately. Um, when I created that shot for Andy, I thought that was going to be like a kickstart of, okay, now, now I'm ready. And then all of a sudden I just got back into like this lull, like, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's because I haven't shot a wedding in maybe two weeks. Um, we took a week off for our anniversary, then um, our wedding last weekend got canceled, uh, but we have a huge wedding coming up, and I don't know, I, I, I'm just having a hard time, uh, like this personal struggle. Just kind of want to see if you guys, you know, have struggled like this in the past and um, what you guys do to get out of it. I, I know I know, it's easier said to be done, um, like like when Jimmy says, you know, you just got to do it, this is what we chose to do, which I'm, I am doing it, I am mm-hmm. doing my job, I am doing it very well, but, but there's this, like... This fire inside that's, that's not burning like it used to be.
0: Yeah. Uh, dude, I would say um, yes. I think, I, think I, I definitely feel that too. And I think we all feel that when we've been doing this, you know, as long as we have. Um, um, and, but I think the biggest thing is, is that even if we are generally like, you know, like confident in our work and our style and all that, I feel like no matter what, we have to change something all the time like we have to mm-hmm. always be we, we have to change something about what what we're doing even if there's not a reason to i hate to say it because it's like because
2: well it's it's growth right yeah you continually want to grow and i don't want to think that i've peaked you know I, I i don't let that that doesn't resonate with me yeah. um so i i continuously want to grow but i'm having a hard time doing that just, right. but continue on please
0: yeah i just think like um, for me, my my thing that's been, um, you know, I've been going through this like natural light versus how I used to shoot off-camera flash. Um, uh, so my my thing was, you know, when I first started, it was off-camera flash push the highs high or the bright's bright and the black's black. You know, it was very contrasty and all that. And, and I've been, um, you know, shooting more natural light and And that kind of thing or trying to not use flash as much and it's not even that I feel like there was anything wrong about the way that I was shooting or or anything you know like that. I just feel like in order to kind of like uh do something that 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 piques my interest that's different <laughs> you know you know what I mean like like okay, like these other people are kind of shooting this way and I'm not gonna totally change my style or anything like that, but I'm gonna move a little bit in that direction so I can at least kind of do something new and different and, and kind of get the concepts of that and bring bring the things that I like about that into my style of work you know but still staying consistent to what I I I hold as like my style right you know so like like even like like just adding any kind of element in from like another style of work and and I know like Neil like you've talked about like like um paint you know like you follow a lot of painters or, or yeah. just, like, like artist, you know, or stylistically, like, even just, like, take, like, something totally unique or totally different, like, like, think Picasso, right? So, like, Picasso has, like, these, like, these, these figures and these shapes and all this different crap going on. Like, how can we... I'm, I'm just using this as, a, as some kind of crazy example, but how mm-hmm. can you put shapes... Into wedding photography, right? Or like do something that is that that is unique to that. And I feel like it doesn't matter what it is or like where we're pulling from, but I think we need to do something that's different all the time, or at least have some new technique that we're working on. Even if it doesn't fit into our style, maybe we can do our style for ninety percent of the wedding, but ten percent of the wedding we're going to do something that's different. Um, that that kind of piques our interest and that gets us outside of our normal box. And I think that's where where that fire can come from. Um, but the problem is, is that sometimes we don't know what that ten percent is, right? We just kind of fall into like what we do because we do it. We know that we do it well, and our clients are going to be happy, and it's going to be unique, you know, to our styles, and they're going to love it. But in order to keep us motivated, I feel like it has to just be anything that's different, something that's different, anything that we've seen somebody, some other photographer do. Or some other artist do, or some other like a writer. I don't know. You know, like it, it can literally be anything. But like, what are what are we going to do that's different that can that can get us our brains thinking in different ways that our brain normally thinks in? Um, I think that's. Mm-hmm. And, but it's way easier to just rattle that off in a podcast and say it than it is than <laughs> it is than it is, to, than it is to just like actually legitimately do it and have something in mind of like what you're working towards.
1: It's also good to to approach. A wedding when you you are maybe a little on the uh, okay back to this location again nothing exciting been here a hundred times um, mm-hmm. the couple is very plain Jane let's say um, it's going to be a, a, a perf- it's going to be a good day overall not to put any particular any couple or location down of course but um, you know if you if you go in there saying let me do a couple things for my own sake for my own portfolio or something different just to make the, uh, just to have a goal for the day. That is going to be something artistic or different for yourself, um, and you sometimes you might not even execute it if you don't have the time, but at least it's in the back of your head. I think that might help because so, because we do that sometimes we <laughs> a couple years ago we tried this whole outdoor shot of uh, like multiple flashes, slow shutter, camera on a tripod we'd never bring a tripod, and we'd I'm like let's just do let's try that once right so I had everything set up, I had an ad stand where the couple was it was a little cold, I think. We brought the camera out. We brought – the, the camera was on a tripod all set. Then we brought the couple out. Lighting was good. And then because I didn't want the camera to go rr, rr, and think about focus, I put mm-hmm. it on manual focus. And then stupid me moved that camera in about 10 feet uh, to get closer on the couple and get wider on them, and I didn't move the focus. in every <laughs> shot oh, was no. Got no good.
2: And I had to oh, tell the couple, no.
1: I'm very sorry for that time we brought you out, uh, but unfortunately uh, you know, a mistake was made and – we couldn 't use any of those photos, but looking back it, that was that was fun, that was fun for us to, to try something different, and you know we learned a lesson of course don 't put your camera on manual focus yeah, and, <laughs> and you know.
0: the other th- you know what the the thing about that, Jimmy, is that um, i'm actually i 'm reading this uh, book with my wife, um, the subtle art of not giving enough f- i won 't say it on on okay. the podcast because then that changes things in iTunes or whatever, but the subtle art mm-hmm. of not g- giving enough, right. And, uh, and dude, it's such a good book. It is just such an amazing book. Um, cause it, it talks about, um, you know, like, you know, failure. Right. And like, and like how we can, um, when we fail at something, that's when we actually grow. Um, and so, like, like, if in that one situation you did something different, Jimmy, than you normally do, you brought the tripod out, forgot to change the thing, right? But the next time, you're going you're gonna to grow from, from that experience. Um, and But you have to be in this, this frame of mind where you're willing to take the risk, right? Because so many people do not take the risks for things and they live their lives inside of a box. And, and um, I think all of us, you know, doing what we do, we you know you know you take a certain level of risk to do what we do like 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 a lot of people that live in you know in in a box so to speak you know with with jobs that have you know security (laughs) in them um like look Mm -hmm. at us like we're insane for you know for for doing what we do but like you but taking risks very often um you know brings back a reward sometimes it brings back failure but that failure can can lead to an even bigger um you know place of growth as long as we're in a frame of mind that we're willing to learn from it as opposed to kind of be discouraged from it right so um that that just kind of that little situation just kind of reminded me of that book and it's so good um if you're if you're interested in reading an amazing book um the subtle art of not giving enough um just like google it find it on uh on amazon or whatever but it is it is an amazing book that you know that kind of just talks to our culture right now and how how much um you know our society you know is is like living inside this this just like little box on everything we do and and the laws and the rules and 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 not willing to take any risks and you're never going to grow if you're not willing to take any risks so um I, and i think that relates to what we do as photographers um i absolutely think that it does so yeah i don't know if that was yeah i mean
2: yeah well, i mean as as you guys were talking i was like okay uh, I have an engagement session tonight. How can I incorporate what you guys were talking about into the shoot? So it's like, okay, maybe I should leave my pro photos at home, just shoot shoot all natural because I'm I'm just so used to the gear that I'm shooting with, and I'm kind of creating you know the same old same old. We're going to the same location that pretty much almost every uh, everybody chooses. So how am I going to do things differently? So I mean, yeah, maybe maybe I should just yeah. m- maybe maybe I'll bring the uh, pro photos with me, but maybe I'll just uh,
0: Neil, do me a favor leave them leave him in the car do me a favor this this is this is my suggestion for you ready shoot 90 percent of what you do normally do what you do what's wrong you can't hear me
2: uh there's audio issues just like last time uh, when you're talking yeah. okay but but it might it might be okay hold in, on a in second
0: hold on a second okay hold on a second you're I mean, good you can hear me again now
2: I think through the computer or. or okay. Or whatever, yeah, maybe but, uh, through the
0: computer, but. Um, okay. Well, so on.
2: your audio track should be okay.
0: Oh, yeah. My audio track's good. We're still recording, and I'm okay. not editing this out. Everybody, everybody listening, not editing out because <laughs> not taking the time to do it. All right. I love you guys. <laughs> but, <quite> but, <laughs> but I spent enough time on this podcast that it all stays in. All right. Lots of love to everybody. This is real, man. This is real. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right. So. Uh, wait, what were we just saying? Uh, you, you, I don't know. Oh, oh, you, you oh yeah, ready, I got a suggestion you're ready for you.
2: Give here, me like some amazing advice. Yeah, here, here's here's my advice,
0: here's my advice. Here's my advice. Ninety percent of your engagement shoot, just do what you normally do. Don't change what you do. You, what you do is amazing. What you do is incredible. Do not change what you do. However, my suggestion is ten percent of your engagement shoot tonight. Do something completely effing different from what you would normally do. Like completely outside of the box. And I don't know if that's um, if that's shooting with a lens you never shoot with you know, like, um, or shooting with like, like a super, I don't know so what, 10, I don't know what that is.
2: 10% are all going to be at 14 millimeter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, shoot like 14 millimeter F1, four in people's faces, like literally like right on top of their face and <laughs> just like, and play and see what happens within that play. Like, okay. like do what you do. Cause what you do is amazing. But, but, but Thank 10% you. of it, uh, just do something that's totally different. And then you might find new things to incorporate into your style, you know? And it's so, I mean, you know, like we all, like, I know you already know that. I know you already know that. But, but like, sometimes we just need reminders. So I'm here to remind yeah. you.
2: <laughs> no, I, no, I thank you for the challenge. I, th- I think yeah. that's, I think that's sometimes good is, is when other people challenge you or, or, or offer you ad- advice. You know, sometimes you need to hear that. Yeah. So hopefully someone else, some one of our listeners are, is out there and, uh, found this helpful. Yeah. And strug- struggling like myself.
0: Yeah. Dude, dude. And you're, and the thing is, is that it's just all in your head because you're, you, you know, you, your work is dude freaking amazing. So, so it has nothing to, you know, like it's just all in your head and, and it's about getting the self motivation part. It has nothing to do with your ability and what you're producing for your clients. And I know that you know that and, and all that, but it's, um, uh, you know, it's just do something different, man. Play, play. Don't forget about the play yeah. part of our job. Part of, Like we got into what we do because it's about play and you know we could if we didn't want to play we would just be working in some office or something like that but we want to play so don't forget to play go play tonight I will have fun i will i will thank you thank you guys (laughs) yeah um okay um and then just the last uh topic we have today we're this is a pretty good episode we're a little bit probably go a little over an hour that's especially with me not editing anything out Um, (laughs) people do want
2: longer episodes so here we go yeah so here we go yeah
0: um our last topic for the day is going to be a lens choice. And I'm talking particularly um, prime lenses versus zooms. It's an age old conversation, but it's one. No, I
2: love it though. We both love it. We, we all love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So I'll talk a little bit about my journey and why I brought this up as a topic today. Um, i think that this is not necessarily true but i'm going to generalize um like a lot of people when they first start but this is not even true anymore i think maybe before this used to be true that like a lot of people would start with zooms like like oh i'm gonna be a wedding photographer so 24 to 70 and 70 to 200 bang done good to go and that is totally um that's kind of like the default standard that i think a lot of people come into the industry with and then Maybe you discover, you know, some primes and get into some like a 50 is usually the first one that people get. And then and then, you know, there has been a thing where, you know, people are getting on the bandwagon of only shooting zooms uh, or I'm sorry, not only shooting zooms, but only shooting primes and kind of talking down to the people that shoot zooms or whatever, like like mm-hmm. it freaking matters, you know, um, uh, and I got on a, a, a majority of a of a of a uh prime lens kick you know where where the only zoom that i've really had for a number of years right now is just the 70 to 200 um and because i feel like that is we were talking about this with with val kaczynski uh, my former intern who's Mm -hmm. um she sent a question in a few weeks ago where we're talking about like the 135 versus the versus the 70 to 200 and i'm kind of like almost at a debate right now on if i want and maybe you guys can help me if i want like for my for my sony's if i if i go keep going forward with the sony world here um if i want a a well, 135 anymore or if i want it to be more of that 7200 because i don't want to like double too many lenses because here's my thing uh prime lenses i'm all about when i'm shooting wider i want a prime uh for like a 20 i have a 20 millimeter uh, 35 50 85 um i'm good with those but once, once we start getting into the longer focal lengths, I love my 135 and I love the shallow depth of field it creates, but I've, I've, I've come to the realization that my 135 is way less useful than I think that it is. Um, it's fine when I'm on an engagement shoot and I have total control of where I'm putting a couple, that kind of thing. But when I'm not in control of where I'm putting people, I've really came to the realization that I want my 7200 on my lens. If I'm shooting a wedding, like I had a wedding... Um, uh, this past Saturday, that was like not a full wedding. The date just never booked, and then I had a couple kind of come in and book me for like a four or five hour wedding. It was just me, super simple. So it was just me, and and when I'm in a situation where I need I need to capture what's happening, um, I would be a fool to put on my one thirty five as opposed to seventy two hundred, um, like when it's when I'm shooting a wedding myself, you know, um, and I just really kind of came to that realization, um, and in an honest kind of conversation with myself about it you know um so and i and a lot of people say oh you don't need a 7200 and i can kind of even get behind that if you're shooting an 85 on the sony you can crop everything in and all that kind of stuff but but like when you really just want to capture stuff you need a 7200 i i just i'm just that's kind of where i'm i'm falling um what first of all what do you guys even think about that part so far before i even go on from there I, I wow. think you got one yeah. too
1: many primes, two <laughs> maybe two too many primes. What do you mean? Well, uh, for uh, there was a time when I, I had borrowed uh, a Nikon's one, uh, 35 1.4, and when I first got it, I loved it. Like I didn't have a 35 prime that fast. I had a 24, a 50, and 85. So I did one wedding once uh, last year or before. I forget. It was in Manhattan. It was a cool place. And I started shooting with primes the whole time, and I said to Nat, "I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna shoot this whole wedding on primes. I'm gonna just challenge myself. Everything I do, when we go out in the streets of New York. I'm just bringing a couple primes with me, and I loved it. And I thought it was really cool. And um, and pretty much the entire day, I shot it one four or two. I didn't go except for groups, maybe. I went to like a two eight or a four. But um, but when I came back, I'm like, you know what? I don't need that lens. I think to me, the twenty four, the fifty, and the eighty five is a good combo, or a 35 and an 85 is a good combo but i wouldn't do it i would never get a, a 20 a 24 or 35 that's just overkill it's just too many lenses you're carrying around it's, i think it's i think it's you're giving yourself
0: 20 and 35 i'm you're not like, doing a 24 i'm doing a 20 a 35 a 50, 50 which i usually never i the 50 i don't even it's like in my reserve bag like so okay. so in order to lighten my load during a wet in um, I have like, I have like a backup camera, a 50 millimeter, all that crap is just sits in the car and, and hopefully i never need to get that backup bag cause I want to work pretty light. So the only thing that I really have on me is a 20, a 35, 85, 85. and 70 to 200. I'm barely even bringing that one thirty-five now. Uh, um, okay. and, and on a, on a wedding, um, if I, because I want to keep my bag light, you know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of what it, when it comes down to. Yeah. So, yeah. But you are shooting, Jimmy. Like you're still shooting primes, right? You're I shooting- shoot primes for two for two reasons only. Right. A lost no light, so I got to go to prime,
1: or B I want that shallow depth look. That's it. I don't put on a prime and, and put it at a f4. I'm like that's that's stupid. Or even a two eight. I'm like, I'll, I'll go to my other lenses where I have a, a more a bigger range. Right. Um, like I said many times before, my f- favorite lens now, and it's kind of like a whatever lens. Is the twenty Nikon's twenty four to one twenty f four? Um, it does. It is telescopic, which kind of
0: stinks. I it's do not it. really like. I couldn't do whoa, it. I couldn't, I couldn't live with f four. I'd be Here's like, nope. Why sorry. I love
1: that lens. When I'm doing family <laughs> portraits, I put that sucker on a monopod, and there's no weight, and I'm just there, and I'm locked here, and I'm like, this is, and I'm like, click, 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 next group, and I can zoom into uh, when the boot is like. Twelve or fifteen or twenty even. I don't have to move. I and they don't have to move, and I can just punch in to a close up when it's just her and her mom or her and someone else again, and back to the other lens. I don't have to change lenses. I don't have to anything else with me. If I'm in a pinch and we're running outside with a couple, I'll just bring that lens. I know it's kind of like, you know, but sometimes shooting at a one four or even a two with two people, I I want them both in focus. I don't want the couple to be like. Uh, I love that shot, but uh, my husband's a little out of focus. Anything you can fix that with later, you know? That's kind of not the time to be so artsy with focus when it's two people, unless they're always on the same plane. So, hmm. I, I mean, I, I have a seventy two hundred. We have two of those lenses, actually, because uh, um, we both need it so often, and that's a, an amazing lens. It's many people's favorite lens, and I, seen, I totally see why. It's got a great look. The bokeh is fantastic on it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's got its purpose,
0: that lens. Neil, what did you think so far about what I was mentioning about that? You know, you
2: know I, I, I will never foresee myself ever, ever, ever getting rid of a 770 to 200. Right. It, it, just because there, there are – especially with with what we do, uh, there, there are moments where you – you really need that seventy millimeter in a yes, pinch. Yes. Yes. And then there's <laughs> and then there's the the two seconds later you need to go into two hundred millimeter mode. Uh, that that's just the part of our job. I I think I I kind of agree with Jimmy there that you might have a little too many. I I, I think you could probably do without that one thirty five. I think that's what's what's messing this up here. Remember, yeah. Uh, what what was messing me up like mentally? I I think that's messing up you mentally of having. Yeah. That one thirty-five,
0: but, but that one eight looks so you. amazing. When I when I put them yeah, where I'm I want sure, them, sure. when I put them where I want where I'm I want sure them, does. that one looks incredible. Oh my god, it <laughs> <And> looks amazing.
2: <laughs> but but that uh, I you know, but I think that eighty-five of yours does probably just um just almost as good. Right. Um. I I, I would put that one thirty-five. I would I, I'd either sell it or put it on reserve with your fifty millimeter, which I can't believe you like my fifty millimeters, is, is that's my racehorse. That's, 30 that's five my thirty-five is that. It. Oh, you're 35. My okay, 35 is. I thought you said you're fifth. Oh, your 35 is your. My, racehorse. Okay. my
0: 35 is is I have that on my my A7R three all day basically right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that just lives on my camera all day, and that's just what it is. Um, so that's my racehorse. But okay, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I I'd put that 135 away. I, I think that's really yeah. messing with you. Um, unless that's my you're problem. unless you're yeah.
1: That's you my problem. Do, this? do you guys do you guys uh, feel guilty sometimes, when you don't use a lens. You're like, ah, oh, I didn't use this lens all day. And then you put it on for a little bit. <laughs> no, I do that sometimes. <laughs> I'm yes. like, oh, the poor lens. I haven't used you all day, like a, like the poor <laughs> little kitten in the in the corner that's old and just kind of just all getting crusty. You know, you're like, you got to pet that cat now yeah. and then. then See- no, no,
2: I I really lighten up. You know, I only I only have three lenses throughout the day: 14 to 24, which I use all throughout the ceremony, or no, I'm sorry, the reception when during the dancing. Yeah. Um, and then the 50 millimeters is what I use all day, and then the 7200 is pretty much what, only what I use during the ceremony. That's
1: a great. I do the same thing, but but I have the 17 to 35 instead of the. 1424
0: see i, yeah. I want to let me stick up for my prime people for a second here because i'm i'm i essentially i would prefer to be shooting prime lenses all day generally at shallow depths of field because everything just looks better um um and so and part of me just wants to be 35 which i do all day anyway and then on my right hand i just want my 85 all day um 35 85 because the, the problem with that 135 is most especially Neil, like what you were just saying is is it's too damn it's too damn close when you need to back off in a moment so if I have that one thirty five on and I and and my other option is the thirty five um i if i I can't i and something's happening that's far away from me i'm I'm in a position where i'm i'm s o l because i because mm-hmm. I can't zoom back out to seventy you know like in mm-hmm. order to capture what needs to be captured and i'm I'm doing my clients a disservice if I have my one thirty five on because I think I'm being an artist or whatever do you, you know what i mean and and something's happening and I need seventy millimeters and my other option is thirty five so so for me, like I feel like the 85, I can kind of get away with because usually um, that you know the difference between 70 and 85 isn't that much, and also on this a seven R three with 85, I can zoom in more. So my thing is, is I think I need to get the 135 kind of out of my mind as much as I love that lens, carrying it around for my one for that 1.8 beautifulness. Um, doesn't make as much sense on a wedding day. On an engagement shoot, sure, fine, because you can put people where you want to put them. But um, on the wedding day, I think I need to back off my 135, um, and it's just kind of the way it is. So I'm probably thinking about not even getting that 135 for the Sony, and just ma- mainly when I move, if I move fully to Sony, which I might not. I, I'm pretty happy in my Sony Nikon world right now. Um, but if I did, uh, the the I would shoot 3585, and then when I needed or when i needed the the extra length you know shoot the 7200 um i i, you know, and, I
2: think that would be perfect yeah i, I, re- I really do
0: i yeah. i concur yeah and then and then yeah. getting like a like a wider because i because i really love my 20 millimeter um the 20 millimeter nikon. I, I might just kind of stay with nikon right now too I, I don't know if i feel like the real total need and desire um to to go all the way um right there right now it doesn't really make financial sense when everything else is kind of happening the way I need to. And there was that, that thing that I mentioned last week about the reception stuff um, with the A7R three, um, the shell at depth of field being a problem for focusing in the low light. Um, Did you
2: get any feedback? Did anybody argue against that or anything?
0: Um, I think... Have you, have, you, actually, have you... Actually, yeah. Let, let me look at... Because in our Facebook group uh, in there, I think somebody commented on that episode and mentioned something about that let me just see and I think they were kind of uh, they made a good point let me just uh, pull that up okay so yeah so Mads says the Sony autofocus issue in low light is dependent on the lens uh, the 55 millimeter will focus wide open, but quite a few others will stop down. So it depends on the lens. Um, but really, should I have to be asking the question before I buy each lens, will it focus okay in low light yeah, and exactly. stop down or open yeah. up? No, screw that. You know, like like it should just work, you know? Um, so um, I guess I, sh- I didn't really plan on that being an issue, like like researching the finer details of each lens I buy to see if it's going to work well on a, re- on a dance floor, you know? So... Um, because the thing is, i I think no matter what, I'm going to keep a Nikon body with a 20 millimeter just to be able to kind of do my reception dance floor stuff. Um, as mm-hmm. I, you know, I never, I, I was late in the uh, one eight Nikon
1: came out with a great one eight series a couple years ago and went with it with the 20, the 85 mm-hmm. and they always had a 50 and I'm like, you know, I bought the one four uh, and I have, I actually have a 85 1.8 as well, which kind of lives in the studio and I'll take it with me when Natalie and I separate on a wedding. And, um, uh, I do love that lens. It's great. It's light. It's it's sharp. Uh, small. You know, I think it's I think it's a great thing. I, I briefly bought the their stupid fifty eight one point four for like <laughs> a five days, and I returned that thing. It was way too much money. And I've seen the one oh was the one oh five now. They have a one point four. Oh, I think yes. you, know, that, you might well take yeah. a box of lead out with you. That thing is enormous and yeah. very heavy.
0: But that actually is a better choice. Than like this 135, then 135 in terms of focal focal length, like for for being able yep. to use it more practically at a wedding. Because now, so so here's oh man, actually this is the the best secret lens that I have. This is this is just the best secret lens that I have, and I feel like so many people don't know about this, they don't do this, and they're just doing it wrong. And I'm here to here to tell you everybody. Are you ready for the best lens when you when you show? And I've mentioned this in the podcast before. I'm just going to mention again, just with a little more fire and passion this time. When when we show up um, for the girls in the morning, right? Um, There are two lenses that are on my camera every single time. 35 is in my left hand, and in my right hand every single time, and it is the best lens choice for stuff that happens in the morning. Absolutely no question, hands down, just the best. 105. 2.8 2.8 Nikon macro in my right hand. It is the best for stuff that happens with the girls in the morning. Because you can not only use it as a portrait lens when things are happening quick and all that kind of stuff, or you want to get like you don't want to be a total creeper and you want to kind of shoot a little bit longer across the room and all that kind of stuff. Great lens for that. But then when you are when the when the when the bride is putting on her jewelry and putting on all these like little detail things, or you can go from that little quick little jewelry shot you know what I mean that looks amazing being able to shoot with a macro you know like kind of like from where you are or and then you can turn around and shoot mom reacting to it like on the other side of the room or, or whatever it is it's just literally the best lens for like that stuff in the morning and it's still it's a great 2.8 portrait lens I'll, I'll still keep shooting that you know like if the bride's up against the window or something like that just get some clean traditional shots um amazing absolutely incredible the best um, and I, 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 I sound like our president talking about, talking about things <laughs> that are the best, <laughs> but what <but> it, what <laughs> it is. Uh, it's amazing, it's incredible. I had that lens and I used it like I'd use it for portraits.
1: Occasionally I used it in studio a little bit and then, but I mostly use it for macro. And then I sold it and got the 60 mil macro, which was physically smaller and also allowed you to kind of set up a little ring shot and shoot it. Right there, when you mm-hmm. put the 105, on, you're like, whoa! I got to really step back. Yeah,
0: but and you got to step back, and then I it becomes to, more is, awesomeness because you know, have to step back. I know,
1: I miss that. <laughs> I do miss that lens now. I do, but uh, again, it, it, we pull out a macro for like one or two shots, and that's about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I wish I wish that 85 did focus a little more closer.
0: Yeah, that that would be uh, like a dream for me is to have. Yeah like yeah. like either an 80 that my 85 1. 8 or or four or whatever that would do macro i mean that would be incredible it would probably be a gigantic yeah. ass lens like that or if that 105 if that with that 105 nikon 1. four also did macro and it and it made it even 1.5 times the size i don't even care i would just carry that huge ass thing around all day with me because, uh, <laughs> this
1: icon? how about instead of making a 58, which is some random stupid number, how about you make an 85 lens that's a 1.4 and then you have a macro feature that yes. might jump it to a 2.0 yeah. or yeah. a 2.8 rather because yeah. you know the lens is close, so you're going to lose that stop. Yeah. But hey, a little click now you get the full range, and th- there you go, much yeah. more practical lens. If
0: if, if dude, that would be amazing because that's and that's one less lens to carry, too, you know, like to carry around with you all day, like that would be incredible. But I wonder if there's some kind of, I'm sure. Smarter people than us have thought, thought about the, the physics of creating that kind all of lens. Do,
1: no, all it has to do is Sigma that one, X- one element has to get farther away from the focal plane. But when you do that, um, w- when the focus ring, when, that, when, that, when that, whatever element is making the focus, going back and forth inside the elements, when it gets too far back, you're going to lose light and you're going to lose stop. And then you can't call it a 1.4 anymore because then it's going to be a fluctuated thing. But I don't know of any lens that does that, really. I mean, it, zooms do that, of course. But no, you know, your macros do that. If you get closer, you're not at a 2.8 anymore. You're going to be like at a 4 or something. Right, right. Not that you want it. You ever, I mean, even shooting at a 2.8 on a macro on a ring, it's, it's, that's even too low. you got to be like a. I'm no, no, it it's
0: at not. no it's not two eight is great because all that bokeh goes blown out in the back and, yeah i, I you know, know and then you, mean. you have that you have that shallow shallowed up the field where the ring's never in focus but you just wait for the one that is oh yes yes
1: yeah. i agree <laughs> I, sometimes though i'm looking at a prong in focus and not the diamonds yeah and I'm like, wow and that's just with the 60
0: right so i, I usually have it at five, six Oh yeah i that, do it that, anyway that, right. i i'll give them out of focus ring shots just so i can get that bokeh in the back i don't even <laughs> care don't even care <laughs>
1: true the background is great when it does that yeah. it's a good look
0: yeah. all right guys well i think that's gonna um wrap it up pretty good for a podcast where we weren't sure what the topics yeah. were going to be ahead of the show huh huh yeah, not and, bad
2: um, right and thanks to you guys i'm on H right now i'm just searching for lenses i'm in the Sigma art series so oh, okay. i need
0: to close this page before, <laughs> I, before can, I, I can see the glow of bnh <laughs> off of your eyeballs um as a yes, green logo <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right um so well, um, yes uh yeah go ahead jimmy Yes. i i was really
1: hoping uh ups would show up today and i would debut the sony a73 7 that is on its way oh, and coming today wow you know, yeah. okay <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> Wait cool. for thing. we're waiting two months for it nice um I did all the reviews. I've let all the reviews uh, has a different sensor and all that stuff compared to yours. So maybe next uh, podcast, Andy, you and I will will talk more about it about the the Sony Ivo lens over there. Just waiting for it. Two batteries. What lens you get? I got the twenty eight to uh, f two. Okay. I, I like the I like the thirty five. Sometimes that's just not wide enough for me, and I just didn't want to get the twenty four. Mm-hmm. I also got the adapter that allows me to use Nikon lenses. I'll see how that works. Cool.
2: So did you order it 2 months ago or were you just kind Out, of doing, yeah. doing the re- research for it? Oh, okay. Ordered it a while ago. And it was um, on back order or? Yeah. It's coming via Amazon today. I I love And we, and I yeah. I'm sorry, which one is this? Because I'm I'm ready to so pull the a seven
1: Okay. very inexpensive, dual card slot has uh, yeah. different features from the R version. Yeah. It basically so, has so everything that
0: mi- mine does, except the the main thing that it doesn't have is the for me anyway uh, is just the 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 uh, excuse me the megapixels, the pe- megapixels. yeah yeah so, of course. yeah so it's twenty four. 24 megapixels. But to me, that's perfect. I don't want a what, right. 42? It's, yeah. So Andy, only because you don't know what you want. Only because you don't know what you want. Once uh, once perfect. you get all those megapixels and you and you're cropping in and doing all this crazy crap you can never do before, then you're like, oh, I actually really did want that R at the end of my camera model. Um,
2: <laughs> okay, but, so Andy, you have the Sony A7 III R. A7 R3. Or no, A7 R3. R3, R3. Yeah. I, it's yeah. a little confusing. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. A7 R3, yeah. and that's that's a 33. Three hundred dollar body and the A seven three, which Jimmy got, I think is like a two thousand dollar body. It's, yeah, it's like nineteen. Yeah. Nineteen, yeah. yeah. Which so which you, is, so which, you're is only, which is amazing. So the
2: biggest difference between the two are the megapixels. Yeah,
0: that's the biggest difference. If you don't, um, there are some other, I would say even minor advantages to the R, but not not much to that are even kind of even worth mentioning. The biggest thing is is the is the megapixels. If you don't care about the megapixels, then get the three. But yeah, but yeah, but I, I warn is. you that. I warn you that you don't know what you want until you have it, and then you never want to go back to to, to less than <laughs> that because you can do so much with it. So,
2: uh, Jimmy, I wish you lived closer, man, because no, I, right. I, I I was I was actually going to pull the plug on the R, but if you you're getting the, I I, I just can't wait for this episode now, uh, this next <laughs> episode for you guys to talk to go to go to battle uh, versus the, the two.
1: Does the R so, have the five-axis stabilization?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: I think you're right. There was reading something about it. Someone had a, a review on the two cameras, and they did say that the R was, the, or sorry, the, the, the three was better in a couple things because it's just newer than the, than the R. I forget what it was. It was minor, though.
0: Yeah. Um, wh- when we do this next episode, uh, we'll, we'll do an actual, um, you know, we'll actually mention what the actual differences are between the cameras, you know? Okay. Um, I'm going to okay. do a very
2: extensive test. I'm ready yeah. for it. Cool. I can't wait. I can't wait. Then I'll, I'll get off B&H and uh, not make any orders until this episode. Do,
1: like, <laughs> I was already the debut like, to cue my own music for, and then I just bust that camera in frame uh, as soon as UPS came here and opened it up. But didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to wait. And, I didn't want to spring on you guys. I'd rather say it now so that yeah uh, we can be prepared. Yeah, you know? that's cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. All
0: right. Well, well um, I can't
2: wait till the next episode.
0: Well, thanks, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening in. And uh, and don't forget to leave those reviews in iTunes. Uh, Mr. Neil Urban, where can people find you?
2: Uh, NeilUrban.com, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Maybe that's what I need. I need a new piece of gear to get motivated and Maybe. inspired. inspired Maybe. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but anyways, thanks, guys. Always yeah. great to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara, J-I-M-I, uh, where can people yep. find you? Uh,
1: JamesFerrara.com.
0: And then all the social stuff is at J Ferrara photo, and my name is Andy Buscemi. The last name is B U S C E M I, and you can Google me and find my. Um, I guess Instagram is the best place, or join us in the Facebook group too. Don't forget about that. Wedding photographers unite! Thanks, everybody. Uh, we will catch you next time. Wedding photographers unite.